What is going on, Panthers Nation? Carolina Dad here, your host of the Two Grouts One Roar podcast. You can't see it, but I have a computer right in front of me. This is 10,000 times easier than anything I've ever done for me personally, because I'm not having to reach up here to get to the stuff that I need to get to. Anyways, another week, another loss, 28 to 6 in a game that the Panthers truly did dominate. They haven't dominated many things. This year, they dominated this game. Over 200 yards rushing. Oh, what a what a terrible result. What a terrible result. There's a lot of stuff happening. <clears throat> His podcast is going to be something new that I have never tried. So it's probably going to be a little bit bumpy. If you're along for the ride, buckle up and let's get going. I have segments, folks. If you've been with me since day one, since I guess February, March. I don't even know when I started talking about segments and producing this show and all that goes into it, which is just me, but it's here and we have segments. Without further ado, let's jump in. Rapid reaction. Rapid reaction. What is my rapid reaction? I don't know if I'll call it rapid because the game's been over for a few hours. Rapid reaction. The Panthers will not. This is not a hot take. The Panthers will not win another game this year. That's easy to say. Four games to go. The only way the Panthers win a game is if in week 17, Tampa Bay is eliminated from the playoffs and they're playing their backups. And even then, that's not going to be a guarantee. Oh, boy. It's tough. Being a Panthers fan, folks, it is to sit there through the misery of this game and the decision-making on the offensive side of the ball. There's there's nobody to blame anymore. I just watch it week after week. I joked, I posted a video on X of penguins who are chilling on a boat and one of them just jumps in the water. Looks like he's like, screw this, I'm out. That's totally me. But then he two seconds later jumps back into the boat. I'm like, that's that's pretty much the summary of what it's like being a Panthers fan right now. You got this trajectory, not really of like thinking that you're going to do anything good this year, but you're like, huh? Yeah. You know what? I hate y'all. I'm never coming back. Me, I have to come back. I joked that I really wish I was not doing this podcast these last four weeks so that I could just chill and I could just chill but there's been so much momentum built up in this show that I can't stop. I got to keep going for y'all rapid reaction. That's my reaction. And who buddy, do we have some news coming out of Carolina? How about let's get into Carolina Panthers um, news. How'd you like that? How'd you like the cue? News. Now, I'm taking a step back because there's two pieces of news that I wanted to touch on before we get too into the weeds. One, didn't get to touch on it last week because of when I recorded my show, but Hayden Hurst, who we know he's been battling concussion for weeks, has post-traumatic amnesia from the concussion that he suffered against the Bears. He does not remember some of the interviews that took place after the game, like hours after the game that this happened. 
he was back at practice this week. I'm like, why don't you shut him down? Um, you know, he's okay to come back at some point. And this isn't like career ending. It's technically not season ending, but like we're what why risk coming back right now? Why? Don't do it, man. Don't do it. So that news happened. The other news is that the Carolina Panthers are moving training camp to Charlotte. So going away from Spartanburg, South Carolina to David Tepper's home of good old Charlotte. And I did a live reaction to that. I'm not going to spend any time on a, a Saints uh, post game to talk about it. I'll have plenty of time in the off season to digest that. Last bit of news. And I didn't really know where to tuck this in, but this is news. So coming out of this game, Jessica A. Brown is her name. By Jessica A. Brown is her ex-handle. And people are saying this is Thomas Brown's wife. And I don't have a way to confirm, but everyone says it is. And that's what it looks like. And there was a tweet that went out earlier in the game. She's deleted her account and the tweet and said, and it's by Charlotte, sports fan. He said, if we're keeping it a buck, which I guess means 100, honest. <laughs> Hear me trying to translate slang. Somebody said no gizzy or something on the tweet, and I had to look up what the heck they, they meant. This is positive, whatever it was. <laughs> he said, uh, Thomas Brown should be fired tomorrow. And I'm sure she's on Twitter searching for Thomas Brown in the you know comments, because that's what people do. She says, um, we are fired. We just have to stay behind because someone has to call plays. If you guys know someone else to do this over the next four weeks, give Tepper a holler as if this is fun for us and puts a face. She's deleted it, deleted the her account and the tweet since this happened. But it, it's built up frustration. And yeah, did I, I did not expect Thomas Brown to be back. I don't think anyone did. And that's not a knock on him. It's just the situation. And when you bring in a new coach, which you're likely going to bring in an offensive minded coach is what the, the you know, path forward is. He was not going to be here, but then you follow this up, but it, you, you just question like, then what's the purpose and like, how much are we actually getting out of him? If he's already checked out mentally, what is he doing to Bryce when we get into these situations on short yardage and we are in gun to run the ball or we're in gun and we're throwing it or in gun and we're throwing it fourth and long. So I didn't even see this because when I tweet during the games, I live tweet once the people have a reaction and I tweeted after Miles Sanders big runs so and Miles Sanders, Mike K actually tweeted Mike, Mike said Miles Sanders just duked for about 10 times around defenders on a 48-yard run down to the one-yard line. That was when we were down to the one-yard line. His best run of the year, best run for any back. And I said, and then we hand it off to him from the gun. Why? And then Panthers slash Hornets fan, I think it's I Like Charlotte Sports, said, because we have a rookie OC with a rookie quarterback with an interim head coach. Shall I keep going? And I get the gist, but that should further emphasize my point of why are we in the gun handing the ball off at the goal line so that further support supports my stance of you line up under center and you hand the ball off to chuba hubbard and you stop getting cute with the play calling which is what we did but she 
responded to that thread. And again, I don't follow her, so I don't see it, but someone screenshotted it and said, man, speaking to the guy, Charlotte sports fan, you make the most sense out of every take I've read today, straight to the point, And you didn't have to call anybody trash in the process. And one thing I'll say, I do not call the players, the coaches individually trash. Like, are there some bad players or there are some bad decisions that are made? Yes. I respect every single person. I don't curse on anything that I do on the show or online because I'm not dumb and I'm respectful to knowing that where I sit, like just with this tweet that my tweets are making their way through the Panthers organization, good or bad. It's just this, the place that I'm in, which is I honestly Hard to imagine. You know, I've interacted with Amir Smith-Marset earlier this year, tweeting out some stuff that I know is circulating into the locker room. So it is getting in there. So I am very respectful of where I sit and where I'm interacting with these players or these staff members or anyone else, because I would love to have these people on the show one day. Like, yeah, that'd be great to start getting some of these these folks on here because I think there is a side of the story that we want to hear from them. And I know they're all hardworking professionals. Yeah. Is that your news? Carolina dad breakdown. Now let's get into the breakdown, the breakdown, you know, if we go into this, it was a disappointing day for the Panthers, a disappointing day where we should have won this game. And I don't say that a lot, but we should have won this game. I go back and, you know, I'm kind of co-mingling another segment because I plan to do like a by the numbers segment. But I think for the purposes of the first time I'm doing this, I'm going to just keep it like it is right now. 204 rushing yards, but they counted Hecker's punt that was blocked as a rush attempt because he didn't actually kick the ball. So it was really 215 rushing yards for this team. 215 rushing yards. Passing, we passed for 99. We held them to 110 passing yards. 207 total yards for the Saints, 303 yards for us. You take this and put it up against anyone else, and it's almost a winning day most times. We were sacked four times. A few of those came late in the day when we turned into pass mode. And I'm like, why? That's the other thing. Like, why is Bryce out? They're throwing the ball with four minutes to go when we're down 28 to six. You're getting nothing out of this. Nothing at all for him. Put in Andy Dalton. Like this is garbage time. He doesn't need to be out there getting hurt, taking more hits, get him out of the game. But four sacks for us. Um, Sorry. One, we sacked, got the car once we, we held him in check. I went back and I'm going to do a more detailed breakdown, but to date through 13 games, I believe the Panthers have had eight quarterbacks throw for under 200 yards and only five to throw for more than 200 yards. I can't believe that, man. I cannot, you, you know, we're in a lot of them are throwing like a hundred to 115 yards and they're still beating us. You can contribute that to penalties and turnovers. I mean, pretty light day for penalties for both teams turnovers two for us. We know about the crucial uh, punt block that was returned for a touchdown. And then 
Bryce's fumble uh, that came off of the sack and turned into some more points. When you look at the box score here, and I went through not a great day. I mean, Bryce, 13 of 36, 137 yards. Yeah. Rushing, though, like I said, Chuba Hubbard, 23 carries, 87 yards. Miles Sanders, 10 for 74. We did have the long run, the 48-yard run, 7.4 average. Bryce Young had three scrambles, really, wouldn't like design runs for 40 yards. Adam Thielen, 5 for 74. DJ Chark, 2 for 26. Mingo, 2 for 22. Mingo fell off a little bit. DJ Chark could not catch the ball. I mean, it was like at the end of the game when the Saints, I think we had a we're going for it. Gave the Saints the ball in good field position. And Jimmy Graham's coming up making, you know, big plays for their team. And while we can't even get guys to catch open balls, it's so frustrating. You know, we started off punt, then they had the missed field goal, the fumble by Bryce. We actually end up forcing a punt off of that, which is very impressive because we gave them the ball and Pretty decent field position. You know, one of the things that I'll say is we held Kamara, Taysom Hill, and a lot of those weapons in check on that side of the ball. But the Saints go up. They were driving. They go up uh, seven to nothing. And that was right at the end. I believe if it would pull up right. Um, right into the second quarter. So the Saints led from that point on. They went up seven to nothing. And so they led for 44 minutes and five seconds, I believe, if the math is right. We respond though, respond with a field goal, but at 12 plays, six 46 yard field goal. You can't have 12, you can't have 10 plus play drives in the NFL and come away with three points. That's not going to win you many games. But it's seven to three. We do get the three, we force a punt. And then, boom, get the ball, fumble, turnover. We didn't have a turnover on downs, come away with a big interception. And you're thinking, okay, maybe it's a you know decent chance for us to do something. And nope, not at all. 14 to three, excuse me, 14 to three going into the half. We come out, force a punt. It's 14 to six and it's 14 to six for a majority of the game. And we have this inability, <clears throat> excuse me, to convert. We get the field goal. We drive down eight plays, 47 yards. And then Eddie misses right off. I believe it was like the left, the left upright. And I was like, good gosh, man. If you convert that, you know, that's a, that's a prime, prime, prime opportunity. But you go back and look at the, again, there were a few plays and we saw it last week where the Panthers need a yard or two yards, or it's first and goal at the one. And we either are lining up and gun, we line up, lining up and then not only gun, but an empty set, you know, the one miss where it was the turnover on downs, we line up empty. Raheem Blackshear slips on his route, but we're throwing the ball with like a yard to gain. And we see it week after week after week over these past, well, say week after week, over the past few weeks with Thomas Brown calling the plays. Mm. 
I understand the situation. Like this is not a great situation for anyone. I went over this past week and was looking at Glassdoor reviews of the Panthers organization, looking at them for Tepper Sports and Entertainment. Some negative reviews out there, but not a ton. But I understand the situation that they are in right now. And it's tough. But you look at that and, uh, you know, it's 14 to six. Then they end up, you know, we have the turnover, like I said, on downs. They score a touchdown. We have another turnover on downs. And at that point, the game was done. And they close it out. Close it out uh, ends up being 28 to six in a game that was 14 to six through the third quarter. It's tough, man. It's tough being a Panthers fan right now. I mean, we are pretty close to having the 33rd overall pick, number one overall pick. I think the Bears won, which moves them up the notch, uh, you know, separates that lead even more. It's now between like us and the Arizona Cardinals. And at this point, like, it's safe to say we're not going outside of the top five because we got four games to go, folks. Four games and this season is done. Oh, and I'm ready for it to be done. I can tell you that. I am so ready for it to be done. So I skipped over my numbers don't lie, or I kind of mingle that into that section, but I will have a numbers don't lie section coming up. Now, brand new segment. Let's get it going. Two grounds and one roar. So two growls and one roar. What the heck is this segment? And I teased this one out on X. A lot of things I could do with this. I wanted to potentially do like some positives and negatives, but for today's game and for the sake of where we are, I'm going to keep it positive. So no negatives coming out of this, but two growls. Two growls. And that's an award that I'm going to be giving out for a player or players that are on the rise. And my two growls are going to be broken up this week. So I have one growl for Chuba Hubbard and his production that he has continued to show week in and week out. Honorable mention is going to be Miles Sanders for his, you know, he stepped his game up as well. My other growl is going to go to J.C. Horn. Yeah, the same J.C. Horn that folks in this organization have hated on and hated on and hated on. And I get it. Like, I've talked about him being, you know, unavailable and got to be available to play and, and be healthy in this league. And we haven't seen it. But he's coming back, and he played on a pitch count, saw a little bit last week. He made some really big plays today, tackles, tackle for loss, pass deflections, pass breakups in key situations. So he is getting my second growl. And so if you have two growls, that leads up to the roar, and the roar's, you know, panther of the jungle, so to speak, since we are the panther. So my roar is going to be going to good old Derek Brown. Had a little premonition today was going to be a big day for him. So I tweeted out, looking at his stats over the last few years where he compared and said he only needed, I think, four tackles, including assist or, you know, solo tackles to break his um, individual season record for tackles in a season with five games to go. He cleared that by miles. Let's see how many. I got to give you his stat line because he had another monster day. Yeah. Yeah. 10 total tackles, five solo, 
the pass, the pass deflection, and we do know he also got that interception. Like, what a freaking dude. That was the other thing. He got his interception, tied that from last year. This dude's a monster. He is a monster. He is getting the growl from me for this week. And that's going to change. Like, maybe one day in the future, break it up a little bit differently. But there's your two, excuse me, two growls and one roar. Let's close out today's episode. I got a fun segment. Cue it up. Two growls and one roar. Hot takes and pound cakes. I said, what the heck is this segment? It's really for hot takes. And I just threw on the pound cakes. Pound for keep pounding. So I was like, hey, hot takes and pound cakes. Let's keep the rhyming going. Hot takes. So I think one of the things that I don't do is give you some hot takes. Like maybe I'll drop them on Twitter. I don't really talk about them on the show. And uh, I've got a hot take for you today. And, you know, in the spirit of hot take, it is a hot take for a reason. But I've got two two kind of to go together, I should say. Number one, the Panthers' priority this offseason should be to sign Frankie Louvu over Brian Burns. You've got that. That's a hot take, man. I know it's a hot take. That's why it's in the hot take section. Brian Burns has become non-existent, and I'm not going to put that all on him, man. He's a great football player, and we've seen what happens when we trade away talented players and don't keep them on this roster. But CMC with DJ Moore could go through the list. But I think in the long term for this team, I would value Frankie Louvu over Brian Burns today, right now, as, as we sit. I think from the production that you get, his playmaking ability, he's the guy that I've got on my list. Now, tying into that, if we were to go into this offseason and trade away a key asset on the defensive side of the ball, and you, you come to me and you can say you can trade anyone on the defensive side of the ball so we can get draft capital to hopefully better the offense for Bryce. The name that I'm going to give you that's, that I'll say go ahead and trade it away, and it ties into that, is Brian Burns. And you will say, no, there's no way you can do that. There's no way you can do that. I do believe that Derek Brown is the better defensive player and he is more of the foundational piece to this team and Dan Brian Burns at the moment. That's why it's in the hot take section, folks. You can have your own hot takes. I got to have mine. And that's where I'm putting it, man. Hot takes and pound cakes, okay? You know, I'll give you a bonus hot take and that is Ejero Ivero should be considered as a true candidate for this team. We want to talk about offense and offensive philosophy and leading Bryce Young. Hot, let him find a guy that he knows that can run the offense. Let this man stay on this team because our identity is there. Again, it's running the ball and power sets and playing really good defense. And he has been able to coach this team up to levels I would have never imagined. So that's why I say let's let's take him. All right, y'all. Don't really have a closing segment. I guess I should throw in uh, now that I'm doing this, like closing it out, but I will close it out. Don't have any fancy transition, but this is all for today, folks. This is Carolina dad 
You've been listening to the Two Growls, One Roar podcast. I appreciate y'all. If you can like the show wherever you get your pod, follow it because those things help. Give me a rating. If you want to watch this on Spotify, you can. If you want to watch it on YouTube, follow me wherever you know you, you get your social. If I don't follow you back, if we're not connected, let me know. I love to stay connected to y'all. And that's all I got, y'all. Keep pounding. Have a good one.